I'm Anne. And I'm Lita. And this is Vodka Lemonade Stand. Cheers. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, the entire world is upside down <laughs> since the last time we recorded. Uh, it really comes at you fast, doesn't it? It really, it really does. Things change yeah. very quickly. So coming at you from social isolation, it's Anne and Lita. Um, this, Yeah. We're podcasting, and look, one of the main themes of this podcast is when life and the world and all the circumstances get to be too much, and you need to take care of yourself a little bit, dip into some escapism just so you can fall asleep at night. That's what we're really all about on this podcast. So we're stepping right into that, but we do want to recommend everybody stay safe out there, follow the recommendations of the World Health Organization, of the CDC, of your local government for keeping you and your family safe. Okay, so for today's episode, we watched a double feature Mm -hmm. of Miss Americana, the Taylor Swift documentary. Yes. And this is us, the One Direction documentary, (laughs) because we are petty-ass bitches. From like 2013 or 2014? Yeah, I think it's 2012 or 2013. Yeah, it was a while back. Um, I remember when This Is Us, the documentary came out, is what caused... One of my best friends, Rose, to acknowledge, like, I am, I was skeptical before, but after seeing This Is Us, I'm all in. I'm a yeah. One Direction fan. Yeah. And Harry's my favorite. Of course. And I was like, really? Because I like One Direction, but Zayn is clearly the hot one. <gasps> Whoa. I said that to her uh, face. And I, look. Wow. He's still really hot. He is, Is of he course. the best one? No, I think Harry Styles Not- really showed him up with the Gucci suits. Yeah. Was the main factor. And that, you know, the whole the deal. Leaving the band. like the vibe. You know? Um, look, I don't blame you for leaving a band. If you signed up to be a solo artist on X Factor and then you got glommed into a group that ended up being fine, but you wanted to be a solo artist, like, I'm not going to judge you for leaving a band after your contract is up. I judge only a little bit because he has since shit-talked One Direction a lot. And That's I'm kind like, of rude. Bitch, you have... You would have nothing... You would it's have true. literally nothing had this band not happened to you, had you not had the fortune to be placed in this situation. But that's that's me and my, you know. I mean, but could you say the same of Normani? Because I feel like Normani was like, you know, I think it's good that she left. But Normani wasn't the first one to leave. That's yeah. the difference. Um, okay. I think. I think that's the difference. Um like, I also, feel like what band was that? I get them mixed Fifth up. Fifth Harmony. With Fifth Harmony. I get them mixed up with Little Mix. Oh no, Little Mix is still together. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, Little Mix is still together. Um, but Camila Cabello is the first one to live to oh, leave well. Fifth Harmony. So she's the Zane. I see so that. She's the Zane. I know, right? They both have like diva energy. Doesn't it feel just like really fitting? But then you know, but then they're Camilla, also both like attractive. Too. Oh well, of course. But Camila Cabello ends up obviously with Shawn Mendes, and Zayn ends up with Gigi for the seven thousandth yeah. time, because it just keeps going. <sighs> yeah. So anyway, this is us. Came this out a while ago, but we watched it in a double feature anyway. So it's literally two different eras. Yes, uh, that's I feel because this is us is pre Taylor Swift. Uh huh. And then Miss Americana is post Harry Styles in yes. terms of the Taylor Swift and Harry Styles dating mm-hmm. relationship that gave us one of the best albums, 1989. The best album of hers. Of hers, absolutely. Because since then, we've had Reputation, which mm. for me fell flat on its face. Mm-hmm. And the Grammys agreed 
as we find out at the start of Miss Americana. She doesn't win any no. major Grammys for that. She didn't get nominated for any she major Grammys. Yeah, she doesn't get nominated. She seems disappointed, but also, like, her attitude is like, great, I'll just make a better album. Yeah. I do think she did make a better album than yeah. Reputation. Oh, Lover, Lover was way better than Reputation. It wasn't 1989, but it's it not was 1989. Better. It's not Red either, though. No. Again, and I'm going to go back to this, and I've said this before, like, Happy People, their albums aren't as good. Mm. It's, I do need some pain in there. I need some longing. You need some longing. You need some pain. She used to write a song about how Carly Kloss married a Kushner. Oh, fuck. (laughs) That would be a... Wow. Just drag that. Drag her through the mud. I mean... I know. I'm curious. Like, is there a dynamic different? I hope they don't talk anymore. Well... Really? Yeah. I hope they don't talk anymore. I wouldn't talk to Carly Kloss if... Like, if if one of my friends married a Kushner, I'd be like, I'm going to race you for my entire life. Hmm. But that's me. I would have to think about that one. Now, if one of my ex-girlfriends married a questioner, yeah, I would definitely. Because I do... I, I do love to entertain the... Uh, what is their ship name, Carly Kloss and Taylor? Kalor. Kalor. I do love to entertain that uh, fantasy. I mean, Vogue did at least, you know, one one photo shoot that was just like them and their friendship. It's it's interesting actually because I think Carly Kloss and Joshua Kushner kept kept it like pretty on the DL for a while, and same thing with Taylor and Joe Alwyn. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I do love that in Miss Americana she doesn't name Joe. No, not at She's all. She's like I started dating somebody and we tried to keep it on the DL, and like you kind of see this like back of this guy's head. And he's got like mm-hmm. broad shoulders and he looks like a babe. Yeah. He's wearing this baseball cap. You never see his face, no. and it's like this could easily be like a farce and then her the person she's really talking about is carly Carly except Um, she married that would be that would have been better yeah but you know you don't always get what you want you don't always get what you want okay so obviously these two films and these two people are interrelated but Mm -hmm. do you want to talk about miss americana or this is us well we started with miss americana because when we did that on purpose because it is the more recent one yes but it was one that we anticipated being a little bit more boring we wanted to like end on a high note because this is us is like kind of a, a feel good pump up film, and I don't think that was the goal of Miss Americana. No. I think Miss Americana was Taylor Swift's like, hey, like this is what the past couple of years have been like for me, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people felt maybe confused by my like what fell out of the blue, like step into like politics, electoral yeah. politics and endorsing candidates in Tennessee and telling people to get out and vote, which was mm-hmm. something that Taylor had been really silent on to the yeah. point where like, we were fucking suspicious. We were, we were like, did she vote for Trump? Well, and our Ouija board, board said that she did because when we had, when reputation came out in November, 2016, 17, it must've been 17, 2017. Yeah. Um, anyway, I held a party. We listened yep. to it end to end. But based on the singles, we already knew it was going to be a dud. So it was yeah. a roast and it was, it was planned to be that way. Mm-hmm. But we did also bring out a Ouija board to contact um, like the old Taylor because that was her sort of, you know, messaging with the album. Like the old Taylor is dead. Like this mm-hmm. is new Taylor. Yeah. And we're like, okay, but we liked old Taylor. <laughs> we, <laughs> she made good shit and this she isn't did. that good. No. So we did contact old Taylor who was dead um, and, and at that time, old Taylor said that, or implied that she either didn't vote or voted for Trump, which we now know to likely be untrue. It's possible that Taylor didn't vote in 2016. It's possible. 
but can't confirm or deny, you know? She got other stuff no, going on. I think did. she was still reeling from the snake business. Was she? Oh, when was the snake business? It might have been 2016. Um, It would have happened when... That's when Kanye's album came out, and that was twenty early 2016. Ooh. It was like um, May 2016. What? Because, um... Or 2015. Okay, so that, I think, would have been... Well, part... I guess it depends on which part you're talking about. Because when I think about the snake thing, I mean, there was the whole, like, Kanye Kim thing. But there was also the additional, like, Lesser doing a collaboration with Zayn for the Fifty Shades Darker album. I completely forgot about that. People did a snake there for that? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God, no. There was a very funny... This isn't my Tumblr likes, but... Um, it didn't it didn't make the cut, but I guess I'm talking about it anyway. It was a picture of two snakes. Um, and someone was like, it's Taylor Swift and Zayn Malik. Um, and it was I mean, there was there was a pettiness aspect to it. Like, sure, Zayn and Taylor are both very famous, popular musicians, but also like that collaboration felt very intentional mm. in that she had dated Harry, mm. Zayn had left One Direction. Yeah. Like it felt a enemy little Enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of a sitch. Yeah. Um <laughs> Look, I'm a messy bitch who lives for drama. I think that was the right move. What song was that by the way? That was called I Don't Wanna Live Forever. I don't wanna live forever yeah exactly and it was fine i mean the first 50 shades soundtrack was way better than mm. the one for the second well, movie neither of the movies were good i assume i didn't see neither the of them one. compares to the twilight soundtrack i like the twilight soundtrack the twilight soundtrack is good but the the first soundtrack for 50 shades was really good actually i haven't listened like to it ellie golding the weekend Ooh. beyonce like oh. it was really oh, yeah, good yeah it was pretty good and then the good. movie was uh not even hot the movie was not hot but that's actually what i was thinking i had a dinner party last night um to celebrate like pre-persian new year we were talking about the transition to like the video medium and how you know we have a podcast we were talking to hannah's boyfriend jason about potentially like maybe lending us some mics so that we can record in separate houses jason is great we live in a pandemic um but it reminded me, because uh, the way he was talking about it, he was like, it gives you a whole nother platform. Like, people, mm. you know, are... The YouTubers. Well, the YouTubers and, like, for some the reason, YT-teens. people are more likely to, like, watch a random video than listen to a random podcast. That's so just kind of, like, yeah, a thing. Yeah, it's easier. I mean, YouTube autoplays unless you tell it not to. So. Exactly. But even, like, it reminded me of when my friend and I at the time saw the first Fifty Shades movie on Valentine's Day and then went out for sushi and then drank an entire bottle of champagne and made a video that I named Drunk Bitches Review Fifty Shades of Grey and it got so many views that I had to take it down because I was applying to grad school that year. (laughs) I feel like that's the precursor to this podcast. It was. Yeah, because we say shit on this podcast, I would not want to go viral. No. Like, that's why I very half-assed the promotion for this. Like, I don't really tell anybody about it unless it comes up in conversation and then some people very directly i tell them to their face do not listen to my podcast i no. will consider it a violation of my privacy but that's mostly co-workers if you're yeah if you work with me and you listen to this podcast hang it the fuck up i'm mad at you we need to have a professional relationship and i need to have work-life balance quit it i'm really amused that you're saying that to me right now i mean you're not saying it to me but like but you're not a I'm manager though are you? I don't know your job title. No, but given my current, you know, situation. I know. I know. 
<laughs> Hi. <laughs> okay. It's fine. Anyway, snakes in the grass. Taylor Swift and Zane. That was kind of the uh, the perception. I thought the, the snake thing was all about the Kanye stuff because, as we all remember, at the MTV VMAs, Beyonce did in fact have the best video. Yeah. But just because that's true, it doesn't mean you have to get up on stage. And no. embarrass uh, a young woman yeah. in front of everyone. A seventeen-year-old girl. Um. So, like, it was a bad look then. It's a worse look now because Kanye is kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. One hundred percent. So while he was not incorrect in stating that Beyonce did have the best video, it was the wrong move. Well, it's not. You put as much stake in award shows as, you know, you believe they I have. Don't, I don't know. Well, yeah, it's just they like. the power that you give them. Exactly. That's why I'm like, we should all ignore the Oscars. We like, should. Even though they, again, they made the right call this year. Parasite, best yeah. picture. Oh, absolutely. That surprised me. I thought that they would fuck it up again. Again. Um, so, you know, whatever. But you just, you have to be conscious of the fact that, like, it's, it's an inherently flawed system, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't. And also what, like. Beck got best album over Beyonce's like Lemonade or either her self-titled album. And yeah, it's like, what the fuck? I haven't listened to Beck. No, no ever. one's listened to Beck in like a decade. So we clearly don't have to take the Grammys seriously. No, um, unless they're giving awards to Adele, who is nice. Oh, Adele is great, but I, I, I don't know. Just like putting too much stock in that, I feel like is. Yeah, but anyway, that all happened. We remembered it was a huge thing. The president even commented on it. Obama. Um, which was kind of at that time unforeseen to have uh, a president actually addressing pop culture. Mm-hmm, and since then, the whole world has gone to pieces. Well, it's not it's not weird anymore. Anyway, the point is that happened. And um, as some of us may remember, if you listen to Kanye West's music, he did have a song where he wrote the lines like, uh, Taylor Swift, I made that bitch famous. Uh, you know, we might still have sex, which was yeah. cheeky, rude. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, somewhat funny. But also, it kind of growled the fans up into saying, like, yeah, fuck her, which is like, okay, like, she didn't do anything here. And also a little, I mean, again, going back to the fact that she was 17 when that happened, it just, yeah. like, feels a little squidgy it's in squidgy. a way that's bad. But there's a lot of different overlapping party dynamics here sure. that have to do with race oh, and, absolutely. like, where you're from and all of that. But I ultimately end on Kanye West uh, supports Donald Trump and fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Like, whatever. So, uh, anyway, but there is some recorded, like, Snapchat video of Kanye yeah. West checking in with Taylor Swift about that before the album release. Mm-hmm. She seems to say, yeah, that's fine. Like, thanks for letting me know. But ultimately, like, what was she going to say? How dare you? I'll come after you with my lawyers. Like, yeah. that also would have been a bad look. Right. So, anyway, subterfuge. They both got, I mean, they both made a ton of money off of it. So, I can't get too yeah. mad about these, like, yeah. millionaires squabbling over... Who said what when? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I got bigger things to worry about, and so do we all. But that's the backstory on the snake stuff, because um, Kim Kardashian posted that to uh, Snapchat on International Snake Day with a bunch of snake emojis. And so, if you're wondering what the like underlying connotation of the snake emoji is, especially during this primary season, like that's what it is. But ultimately, like these are a bunch of rich, powerful people squabbling with one another and like mm-hmm. i said we all have bigger problems we do we do all have bigger problems 
a few random things from the movie. One, Taylor Swift's publicist's name is Tree Pain. Tree Pain. Not to be confused with T Pain. Not. <laughs> Though that is what she could sign her name as. She could. She could go as T Pain. <laughs> she does oh that would be so nice but tree what a beautiful name you don't meet enough people named tree i've never met anyone named Tree. i've never met a single person named tree you know a lot of trays well it's pretty different yeah it's pretty different (laughs) oh goodness okay uh there was also a part when taylor swift was talking about i don't remember the exact context um but she was talking about like gay pride being part of her yeah she's like i want this video to like really be all about me and like you know Mm -hmm. my things like you know unicorns and like you know purple and pride and she said she's like and gay pride and i was like taylor what does gay pride have to do with you and i said her love of carly cloth yeah that that is the conspiracy (laughs) that's the only way that makes sense because she's not even like a gay icon i think she thinks she wants to be but she's not all the way there i think she's she uh i mean she's she's no dolly parton she put herself in the position of ally but at the same time she's no dolly parton she's no even and nick has jonas until recently been pretty apolitical so like well and like people can't... have to rally around you you know like yeah. that's the thing is you you can't, don't get like... to be a exactly. gay icon you have exactly. to get chosen exactly so you know like dolly parton, claire saffis on the bon appetit <gasps> That's still, like, a very flattering thing that you said to me, and I remember it often. <laughs> that you remind me of Claire, mm-hmm. that you love Claire vibes. Yeah. Uh, I want to cultivate some Bradley Oni vibes. Mm. I just want to, like, be, like, tall and broad-shouldered and ferment things. <laughs> and say, and say, pronounce water like water. <laughs> I'm going to drink some water. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, at some point... And this was probably actually the most interesting part of the documentary. And I, like, the framing was obviously, like, very intentional. Like, this was a Taylor Swift redemption story. Yeah. Like, that's very much the framework of it. It's like a PR brand adjustment. It is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Because I think she was, you know, taking responsibility for not speaking up in 2016 and wanting to demonstrate why she made the decision in 2018 that she did, which, I mean did make some sort of impact we'd be you know wrong to say it had no impact i'm not gonna say it was too little too late but it did come late but i'm glad it happened i'm glad it happened too and i think it was pretty impactful like seeing her fight with her own father Mm -hmm. about wanting to come out in support of the democrat in tennessee and they lay it out like country music culture is play it safe like Mm -hmm. don't try to disagree politically with your fans and let's assume that your fan base is mostly conservative yeah and I think, you know, like, that's not without evidence because they do lay out, like, look at the Dixie Chicks. Yeah, like, they spoke exactly. out against Bush, which clearly was the right thing to do. 100%. Um, and they got slammed for it. They and did. I think only recently are starting to see a career recovery yeah. um, with their new music video, which you should watch. Yes. Uh, and we did and enjoyed. Um, but, yeah, so it is risky from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, what do you stand for? What do you want your legacy to be? Like, I think people are proud of the Dixie Chicks um, and, and, you know, so it's just, it's like, who do you want your fans to be? And you have to make that choice. Can I read you? This is um, a tweet, but from my Tumblr likes. The Dixie Chicks' bold declaration of their anti-war beliefs to an audience of ultra-conservative country fans and refusal to apologize or back down in spite of death threats and plummeting sales makes them more punk than any band of straight men in this this essay I will. Honestly, that's so hardcore. 
I admire them so much. They are icons. I think we get trapped in this way of thinking that like, oh, like people who live in rural areas, people who live in red states, like it's a monoculture. It's all white. It's all Christian. It's all conservative. And that just isn't the case. Like our country is really a very varied tapestry and there's always going to be pockets of people who think one way and think another way and like Mm -hmm. you're going to share a lot more with them than you think so i i love the dixie chicks and i think that i'm glad that ultimately taylor swift chose to kind of like take a little bit of their her cues from them Mm -hmm. um even though she spent a long time hemming and hawing about it what happened to the dixie chicks now has become this real like this is what will happen to you narrative Mm-hmm. I think because I don't think country music is as homogenous as maybe yeah look at Casey Musgraves well obviously but she never like prescribed to that squeaky clean yeah like also look at fucking Lil Nas X <clears throat> yeah tops of the country charts he's this like queer like black kid yeah. like oh absolutely oh I really admire him too but like 2019 is a very he's different so year funny then. though if you don't follow Lil Nas X on Twitter you're doing it wrong that's fair but yeah he was entering a different space than yeah the Dixie Chicks did oh obviously. completely he's like full several different generations behind yeah anyway um let's see what else did I write oh and this is just something else like obviously I think we appreciated that look into Taylor Swift's politics um, and why she made the decision that she did. Um, But the part that I think was most relatable to me was when she talked about her history with eating disorders. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it was like something that was very um, largely reported on, I guess, was like her distinct change in size Mm. between um i think the 1989 and reputation tours yeah i think either that or pre-1989 no i think the reputation tour was definitely like a turning a turning point that i remember um and i wrote this down actually she said um going to a size six from a zero zero which was not what my body was supposed to be um which to me was like the most relatable that she's ever been mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. you know said that she had had this like monologue um or even like dialogue i guess with herself saying like we don't do this anymore we're yeah. not going down this path we, so, yeah that's like a therapy thing it was it was really impactful to me having been through something very similar um and the fact that she spoke about it i think even more than politics actually could have such a big impact for Mm -hmm. you know young women and girls who are going through that same thing yeah it's showing like how to interrupt like an intrusive thought something that and this isn't exclusive to eating disorders because i recognize it from a lot of stuff that's come up for me like Mm -hmm. in therapy is if like you start to like get into the spiral you have to say nope i'm stopping it right here i'm gonna get up i'm gonna do something else because we don't do that anymore absolutely period and Mm -hmm. you have to be very hard on yourself and it's hard it is hard so, yeah, it was it was interesting to see that on screen. And I heard to be very frank about it. Yes. I don't have much else to say about Miss Americana. I mean, I enjoyed it. Mm. And I did appreciate the window, even though it was like a PR piece, you know. Like, yeah. But also, you know. So was This Is Us. So, so was This Is Us in like a very different way. Yeah. <laughs> this Is Us is like just like a fun, goofy fairy tale starring five young boys. Yeah. <laughs> like wow we got really famous but we're still us we are friends we're all about positivity and it's it's nice i enjoyed it a lot okay do you have anything else to say about miss america no i'm done
perfect, then let's move on. Woo! But, I mean, I thought it was, I was not looking forward to watching it. I had no plans to watch it outside of this, you mm. know, like, double feature. Uh, but I I was glad that I did watch it. Um, so I, I don't necessarily say I recommend it, but I, I think it was interesting. And I wouldn't say don't watch it. But, like, if you have no interest in Taylor Swift, it's probably not going to be interesting If you need to you. have something on in the background while you're working from home, this is as good a choice as any. Or if you like celebrity documentaries, which obviously I do. Clearly, because <laughs> we've been watching the, you know, Chasing Happiness mm-hmm. or whatever I've they seen call the, the Justin documentary. Bieber. No, that's right. It was Chasing Happiness. Um, I've also seen the Justin Bieber documentary. But that was because of my I cousin Shada, and she's coming back. What era is the Justin Bieber documentary? Early. Oh, I want to watch this now. Yeah. Because um, early Justin Bieber is my favorite Justin Bieber. That's the best. I and mean, then after that is, what do you mean, Justin Bieber? And my least favorite Justin Bieber is Boyfriend. Wait, boyfriend, there's a new Justin boyfriend. Bieber documentary. Wait, what's the old the, one? Is it Post Getting Married? No, well, maybe the new one. Yeah, the new one's called... Oh, okay, there we go. Justin Bieber's believe from 2013 was what i saw and i think it was like a concert movie slash documentary Um, but there's a documentary series really a series yes oh fascinating um justin bieber seasons promised an inside look at the popular at the life of the popular sometimes controversial a lot of the times controversial musician along with the trials and tribulations he has faced with his mental health over the past several years hmm. we probably have to watch this i think we might have to we yeah. might have to do both like watch the 2013 and then watch the 2020 oh we'll have a beaver palooza a beaver palooza man wild okay i had no idea about this um also his singles are bad his album was okay he did not improve on that Billie Eilish song that he featured on. Well, no, and, like, Purpose was such a good album. Mm. Like, it was so good. And then he waited, like, three or four years mm-hmm. to release this most recent album. Just like Reputation. Just like Reputation. Um, and I would like to read to you lyrics from one song because i i always listen to like the new music friday playlist on spotify on fridays um and i remember listening to this album and um either texting or emailing lyrics of it to kevin being like what the fuck is this song Mm -hmm. it's so fucked up Ooh, i can feel you even though i haven't touched you yeah that's what love is. Look, this might be the new anthem for our new times, though. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. But it gets um it gets it gets more it gets worse. When you demand my presence, it's hard to read the message. I stay on the defense to take away your leverage. Huh. Till you put it in perspective. What? Isn't that gross? I don't like that. I don't like that at all. That feels very manipulative. Yes, it does. Yes. What? Why are you on the defense? Stop it. I don't you're know. You're not at war with the person you're dating. You're in a partnership. Like, if it doesn't feel that way, then end it. God. It's really like the message of this song is very toxic. It's like out, on one hand, like kind of promoting virginity culture. And on the Ew. other hand, huh? Ew. 
Well, yeah, I mean, of course, yes. Um, but on the other hand, being like, oh, yes, these toxic behaviors are what love is. Like, No, bud, that's not, that's not it. So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. And not that we had a lot of confidence in his, oh, you know, no. ability to function as an Look, adult Haley, male. Look, Haley Baldwin Bieber went to the Met Gala with Shawn Mendes not six months before yeah. they got married. It's true. And he's hotter, yeah. so I think that's just objectively true. true. That is a true, 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 true statement. But that was an aside. We watched This Is Us, directed by Morgan Spurlock. What else did Really? We- yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Why didn't you know that? I don't know. Why didn't you oh know that? Oh, my God. <laughs> that might be the loudest I've cackled on this podcast. That was a loud cackle, and I really appreciated Morgan it. Morgan Spurlock of... of- Supersize Me? Supersize Me fame. A movie I watched in middle school science. Yeah. As as did we all. Wow. As did we all. Um, Speaking of Supersize Me, hmm. uh, McDonald's is continuing to not give its employees paid medical leave as of today, March 15th, midway in a global pandemic. So, fuck McDonald's. Yeah, fuck that. Let's all not go so that they're forced to close and people can have some rest and then also let's give those people money out of our own pockets so they can live yeah moving forward moving forward so the first thing i remember watching this movie for the first time this was only the second time i'd seen it but the first time i watched it with my cousin shada and she was the one who coined the nickname lulu the who for louis because he looks like he's from whoville (laughs) he does he's got like a pointy face it's elvin but in the not in like a lord of the rings elvin way yeah yeah, it's elvin in like a a whoville way. yeah in a whoville way um and my cousin shada so niall released a new album recently this week this oh. past week yeah and it's good it's really good i enjoyed it a lot like look i mean i'll listen to it after this i love harry styles obviously but i think as far as music goes like niles is actually more like mm. up my lane than harry's very sweet it's it has that like kind of soft like singer songwriter pop yeah. kind of deal He's that i really great like irish accent i did like, appreciate that about niall in the documentary mm. And you're going to do an Irish accent later. Oh my Don't God. even yeah, worry just tell about me the it. phrases you want me to say. Um, but my cousin said, I take back all the bad things I said about Niall when he was in 1D. He's been my fave solo artist of the bunch. I'm also like kind of attracted to him now. Shrug emoji. Who would have thunk? And then she said, if I ever start saying that about Lulu, though, please admit me to a mental institution. <laughs> well, Niall does have like sweet Irish farm boy looks, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he could be the like you know the driver in Downton Abbey that sweeps yeah. you the third child, the third yeah. daughter off your feet, and then Absolutely. you have a baby together and you die of preeclampsia. Sorry, <laughs> Downton Abbey spoilers. Oh my god. Um, R.I.P. Sybil. I would like you to extrapolate. You said, well, I wrote down everyone and knows who loved One Direction is now gay. It's true. No, no, that's accurate. Everyone in college that I knew personally who was like very big into One Direction has since come out as queer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so like there's there's pansexuals in that group. There's bisexuals in that group. There's full on lesbians in that group. Mm-hmm. And then I was even reading a really good graphic novel that I do recommend called Gender Queer about someone who uses um, E.M. Ayers pronouns. And he remembers really liking uh, One Direction and like mm, getting really big into them in, in grad school. Yeah. So there's a trend. There is a we trend. Sh- someone should study it. 
I know that our scientists are busy right now, but someone should study it. Maybe a sociologist. Our social scientists. Social scientists, you know, if you want to do something on the side to clear your head, this could be good. This could be really good. Um, There are also some interesting things now looking back. Like, obviously, I watched this before Zayn left the band, um, but now watching it after, it's interesting. At one point, uh, um, a reporter asks, what's next for One Direction? This was like after getting kicked off the X Factor before really kicking off, um, Zane said, we're definitely going to stay together. And we're like, Ugh. <laughs> And another really interesting thing, and I had forgotten about this, was the other four boys had had a serious conversation about kicking Zane out of the band. Really? Before. Yeah. Because he didn't show up to one practice Because I think he was like flaky as yeah. fuck. And he also... I almost speculated, like, does he have a sleep disorder? Because there's a number of times in that documentary yeah. where they try to, like, wake him up to, like, go do something, and he's just, like, fully unable to. And I think that's not just, like, a motivation thing. Like, I think, like, there might be something... And I'm not I'm not a doctor, but I know how hard it is to wake up sometimes, and sometimes it's connected to, like, you not breathing properly when you're sleeping. Yeah, that's true. And um, when they were telling that story about how they almost kicked Zane out of the band... Harry said, can you imagine? Niall would have to be the mysterious one. (laughs) That's why we love Harry. He brings people together. It's just really funny. At one point, Liam is talking about Zane in glasses and says, you do look like some kind of sexy secretary, which is hilarious because he went on in the best song ever music video to play a sexy secretary in glasses. They tie it back. And this was just, like, really hard for me because, obviously, I love One Direction. I watched this for the first time when they were still together. So the pain felt fresh all over again. (laughs) And how their albums just kept getting better and better. Like, every single album was better than the last. So the fact that, you know, they split up when they did. Hmm. It hurts me. It hurts me. Do you remember, um, I think one of my favorite parts in the documentary was when Niall did the prank where he pretended to be like a security person or someone who worked at the venue. was very fun. Yeah. They're at a concert, I think was in London or Dublin? I think it might have been. Somewhere in the British Isles. And um, yeah, like Niall fully puts on like professional makeup wigs, like spirit gum, all that shit to look completely different, puts on a very intense Scottish brogue, yep. which was admirably done. Mm-hmm. And um just like goes around shit talking one direction and like showing <laughs> fans to their seats and being like, why do you even like them? We're not even that good. Um which was hilarious because all of the fans were like getting like a stink eye and I couldn't find a single one that even was like, what? Um because I think like if you're in that situation you're like, okay, this is strange, but I don't I'm not in on the joke. Like, yeah. Like you might recognize like somebody's nose doesn't look right, but you're not going to know like, oh, that's Niall. Yeah. So I thought that was really funny. It was. It was very funny. There's okay. just, yeah, there's a lot of like good spirited pranks. And I think that's nice. And that's what they were kind of known for was, yeah. I mean, they were young, That's right? a good thing to have as part of your brand is like, you know, like not mean spirited, but good spirited pranks. Yeah. Like, you know, pantsing your friend on stage <laughs> when they clearly have... Which they also did. Very, you know, underwear that's going to keep... Stay, stay on, on. Yeah. And not be too flashy. Yeah. You know, I you know to the point where I'm like, this was planned, but I like that it was. Uh-huh. And so to cap off our <laughs> recap or, you know, review of the This Is Us documentary from 
many years ago. Yep. Um, I just want to say how thoroughly charmed I was by Niles' family's accents when they were so proud of him finally performing at Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. in New York mm-hmm. because they were just like so happy to be there and they seem very charming and the Irish accent is so beautiful mm-hmm. and I'm actually have gotten pretty good at hearing it and uh, reproducing it because I do have a lot of coworkers who are Irish um, and so I just want to a couple times say the phrase <laughs> Madison Square Garden in that in that beautiful tone Madison Square Garden <laughs> Madison Square Garden. Can you believe we're at Madison Square Garden? It just feels good. So it. if you if you need something to just like cheer you up a little bit, just say to yourself, as if you were Niall's mom, oh, we're at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> we're so proud of our boy. And then you'll just feel better. Well, try it. Try it sometimes. I will not, um, because I don't do accents. Well, I'm not asking you to. I know. I'm. I'm just saying. Do it alone. Yeah. Don't do it in front of anybody, especially somebody yeah. who might get offended. Like, don't do that. you don't want to make it sound like you're making fun of them. And I'm not. I think it sounds great. Yeah. No. His, their their accents are very cute. And it was a fun thing that set Niall apart because he was the only one who was Irish. Yeah. And when he did his X Factor audition, they wrote his name wrong <laughs> on the sign he wore around his neck. Nail! It said nail. It said N A I L L. Nail. <laughs> uh, so. That would be a good cosplay, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Nile on X Factor as nail. <laughs> We've been talking about Halloween costumes because we started LHA season three. Yes. Today. Oh my God. We do start this early. And We're good many months in advance of Halloween. We do, but I mean, this is how this is how we've always, always been. Always, um, but Anne made the point, like, oh my gosh, you know these these people from L.H.A. would make like such a good. Well, yeah, especially Lucrezia because she always has the really yeah. cool hairpins. The one she was wearing at this time, just in rhinestone, said, "Damn, yeah," and I liked that. And then um, Rebecca had earrings that just said sex and i just really enjoy that yeah. they have you know controversial words just emblazoned on all of their they clothing do. but then you can recycle the same blazer yeah. and be a dalton warbler that navy with red piping you know so you can you know be slutty spanish youths one day and pretty gay acapella singing high school students the next day exactly so you know best of best of both worlds i feel like the la Tate school needs a gay acapella group interesting, <laughs> interesting Crossover um okay just a couple more things about one direction um i would like to defend one direction because they were not nominated for like music awards like for like teen choice people's choice like that kind of yeah. stuff like yes but they captured the passion of the teen girl in many countries yes. and that's that's a once in a lifetime thing. It's a once in a lifetime if thing. If you're a band, but that happens every five years, you know, in the teen girl imagination. Right. But One Direction, I mean, they compare them to the Beatles many times during this movie, and it's apt. But like, also, like, Taylor Swift got compared to the Beatles. I think it's a tired huh? comparison. But no, I mean, in terms of the phenomenon. Yeah. I don't mean in terms, like, in terms of the fervor and just, I don't, something about the energy. Like, it has nothing to do with them musically, like, yeah. absolutely just the feeling they instilled in people. I think it was really powerful. Want to hear my hot take? Sure. One Direction's better than the Beatles. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. They're, look, the Beatles aren't bad, but they're the most overrated band 
of all time. I think that's fair. And One Direction was a very underrated band because so many of them wrote them off as teeny bopper pop because they only listened to the first two albums or singles from the first two albums. And they didn't see their growth as artists as they started writing more and more of their own music. Yeah. Um, but Teenage Bopper Pop makes money, gets you famous, gets you booked on worldwide tours. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So don't estimate, underestimate that power. No. Like Harry and Niall are doing teen girls sold out make international and break tours. Your career. If Absolutely. you piss off teen girls, you're dead. You don't have hope. Nope. You're done. But I would like to call out a few of my favorite One Direction songs and you'll notice just a little bit just a little bit of a theme here my favorite or one of them I can't I can't order them but one is called Walking in the Wind Mm -hmm. it is from if I am remembering correctly is it from four or is it in it's it's from Made in the AM which was their last Mm -hmm. album pre um pre split up uh great song the um primary songwriter was Harry Styles. Oh. Um, another one is If I Could Fly, also from Made in the AM, also primary songwriter, Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. Next, 18. This was actually written by Ed Sheeran. This was from the album Four. Oh, we've talked about him at length. We don't have to get We're not going to talk about Ed Sheeran. My I'm opinion just, hasn't changed. No, our opinions have not changed at all. And then another great song is Right Now, and I think that's actually from Midnight Memories. Um, if I remember correctly... Yes, right now, One Direction. You, you, you know, you know what I'm about, friend. You know, I'm pretty sure it's from Midnight Memories. Yeah. Um, and that was written primary songwriter Ryan Tedder oh. from One Republic and uh, Songland fame. Oh. Very interesting. <clears throat> and then Harry, Liam, and Louis. They did a lot of collaboration. They started writing so much more of their own music as the band grew, and again, just like never got credit for it and for the role they played in their musical process mm-hmm. and they never got the credit for being anything other than teeny bopper trash so fuck everyone they deserved better i do like one direction and now it's a good cozy band just just a couple just a couple things from the depths of my tumblr likes one if harry styles has been a full-ass heterosexual this whole time he is a ted bundy level psychopath and he's going to kill us all and turn us into coats no, he's, there's no way. Right? There's no way. <laughs> one. Girls who weren't scared to say they liked 1D in 2012 are braver than the Marines. And gay. Someone else says, this is disgusting. Someone else says, grow up. Grow up. You're insulting the people that help give you freedom. It's not about being grown. It's about respect. This gets a little nonsensical. Blah, 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 blah. The military is why you have freedom. If you cannot appreciate them, then you do not deserve freedom. This That's person a really says, limited understanding. Wrong. We have freedom because of One Direction. Yes. I mean, look, that makes more sense than telling you that the armed forces of an imperial structure are giving you freedom. It also keeps going. This person posts a poll on Twitter. Who gives us freedom? The options are One Direction or the military. 80% One Direction. Oh. 20% the military. On Twitter? Yeah. Wow. And it has like 2,200 votes. It's not just like five people. I do want to say, my friends who've been in the military, I love them to death, but I also know that they have their own criticisms of their experience. Yeah. But they said One Direction literally fought for, you know, our rights. And someone says, there's literally pictures of Harry Styles fighting in World War II. You can't argue with facts. He's an American hero. I, I love the just like <laughs> balls to the wall absurdity over exaggeration that Tumblr does because that's like become like 
millennial Gen Z queer humor is like saying something that you know is completely outlandish yeah. and then just just like sticking your ground into it uh-huh. no matter how much somebody like flails and gets mad about it you're yeah. just like nope i'm right uh-huh okay two more one this is a fun exploration a bisexual pop group called Both Directions. Oh, shit. A pansexual pop group called All Directions. Oh, my God. An asexual pop group called No Directions. A questioning pop group called Which Direction. Though I do want to say for the bisexual group, it should be multiple directions. That's true. It should. But, again, in, in the spirit That's of the okay. joke. You in know, the it flows joke, better if you say both, <clears throat> and I'll, I'll forgive it. A helpful pop group called That Direction... <laughs> A lost pop group can, sorry, a lost pop group called Can I Have Directions? <laughs> a married pop group called Damn It, Why Won't You Just Ask for Directions? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Okay. And then just, just one more. And this is probably one of the funniest um, One Direction. I don't even know what to what to call it but there was this whole thing where like one of the things that everyone knew about liam was that he only had one functioning kidney interesting um and there was a lot of i don't know just like why he didn't drink and they called him daddy direction and you know he was just like seen as like a lot more straight laced um and then at some point it just you know it just comes out he tweets, just been for an ultrasound on my kidney. Turns out it's fixed from when I was a baby. So now I have two. Oh, shit. And Game changer. Probably. <laughs> this might be one of the funniest posters someone has ever made at a concert. But it says, y'all been shady ever since Liam grew a kidney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm so sorry. I'm so, I'm so deep. I'm so deep in this One Direction nonsense. I just, I, I'm really entertained that you have installed a segment to our podcast that's basically like top like Tumblr posts because teens on TikTok have done the exact same thing. Yeah. There's literally a whole like sub meme of TikTok video where like a teen will literally just read out loud all of their favorite like Tumblr mm-hmm. posts. Yeah. Um, to like music and then they'll like superimpose their face in front of them as they read them <laughs> and that's what we're doing but on a podcast yes i like that a but lot. but as as it is relevant you know my tumblr likes are full of you know lots of humorous depths but i yeah. try and pull out you know the relevant ones i'm not prepared for this episode but next episode we should kind of bring them in full circle and then i play my recently saved tiktok yes yes just so that we can have an endlessly recursive mm-hmm. podcast memeathon. is there anything else we want to say about either miss americana or this is us no i'm tapped out okay i just again want to reiterate one direction was wronged they never got the credit they deserved i'm so glad harry and niall are having very successful solo careers mm-hmm. we're gonna see harry in august I would even go see Niall at this point. His new album is really good. I strongly suggest you listen to it and check it out. It's called Heartbreak Weather. Fuck the police. Teen girls don't get taken seriously. And neither did One Direction as a result. Mm. So, anyway. We're living in um, a time of crisis. In a time of... It's hard out there, everyone. And... What we've been doing a lot lately is I feel like 
bracing for the worst. Yeah. Um, and that's really hard and it's really it scary. Is. Absolutely. So yeah, I took some time to like call my family today and check in on them. And I think that was reassuring. Um, but we want to empathize and say like, this is the hardest thing that any of us probably have ever been through. Any of our parents have been through. Sometimes some of our grandparents probably have not been through something as tough as this or as scary in a long time. So it's hard and we just got to make it um, and treat ourselves really kindly. Mm-hmm. So in light of that, we want to give some recommendations about what to do when it does all get to be too much mm-hmm. and you need to drop out for just a short little while to recharge because that really is the purpose of self-care. You can't yeah. be all anxious all the time. You yeah. do have to segregate out some time to get back to an equilibrium. And mm-hmm. so we have some tools for that. We have some recommendations. Yep. What are yours? Um, are we going to go like movie, movie, show, show, podcast, podcast? Yes. Okay. Um, I cheated because I don't watch a lot of movies. Uh-huh. So I did two shows. And the first one is just a reminder. And I'll do the show show in a second. But Roswell season two actually comes back tonight. The Yay! premiere is tonight. And if you haven't gotten on the Roswell train, it's on Netflix. Roswell, New Mexico. What a glorious gay alien filled romp Mm -hmm. with surprising political commentary and a lot of hot people Mm -hmm. and to me personally like anything with a supernatural element um is going to be like easier escapism yeah you know like you don't want something to direct on like i almost want stuff that's like doesn't even take place in this reality exactly i think that really helps create that separation Mm -hmm. um and both of my both of my recommend recommendations are along those lines but so my first one is roswell new mexico season one and now season two what is your movie recommendation my movie recommendation is gonna be um specifically the 2005 pride and prejudice with kira knightley but broadly really any regency era Mm. romance sure that doesn't examine any social issue too closely Mm. Um, because you kind of just want to feel like you don't have a care in the world. Yeah. Um, and so I actually, next on my viewing list, um, is the version of Emma starring Goop. What's her name? Oh, Gwen Paltrow. Paltrow. Um, because I enjoyed the new Emma and I've been reading Jane Austen's Emma. Emma. Um, well, hopefully it'll come out on like... Amazon or we're not iTunes seeing it or something. Um, I did, and that was the last time I'll be seeing anything in theaters for a long time. Yeah. Uh, that was the end of February. Um, loved it. Hope I get to see it again at yeah, some point. Um, but I do want to see the other movie and the book, um, and I'm kind of just going to be in some Jane Austen. And so that's my my movie direction that I'm going to go in is British Regency era fluff. Solid. That's like humorous, yeah, and Absolutely. witty, and you gotta just like get lost in the costumes. What about your show? My show that I want to recommend. Um, look, I my gut was taking me towards supernatural because that is what I have previously watched when I've been depressed and in bed. Um, but I actually want to take a different direction with my recommendation and recommend. Steven Universe, um, even mm. if you haven't yet gotten into animation, like this isn't what I would consider adult animation. Like I think its core audience is kids, 
but it's very enjoyable across all age ranges, especially if you're gay, uh, especially if you're a gay woman, um, and if you like aliens uh, and pretty colors and sweet music. Um, It's a really comforting show. It's a lot about, like, love and solidarity and building community, Um, and you can find it on Hulu. Excellent. My TV show recommendation is the show Lucifer oh. on Netflix. Started out on Fox. Fox canceled it. Netflix revived it. Mm-hmm. Thank God. What a weird show. <laughs> Netflix kept recommending it to me, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Because from the name Lucifer, it gives you really not a lot of information to work with. But the premise of Lucifer is it's like a odd couple buddy cop show where one of the characters in this duo is lucifer the devil oh my god (laughs) (laughs) like the absurdity is it's but it's so delightful the show is such a romp it's so fun i love detective shows personally like i love the mystery solving but i also don't like the like generic like cop Mm mm-hmm show premise like everything needs to have like a little bit like I loved elementary and I loved um psych and you know they have to have like a little bit of a twist to them they're not just straight like NCIS CSI law and order whatever I do love CSI though. that's fair no for me it's it's not it's not my jam but Lucifer brings in all these like biblical fantastical elements and it's so delightful. I recommend it so, so strongly. Do you think that Netflix saw you watching Shadowhunters and it was like, guess what? But Netflix couldn't have seen me watch Shadowhunters. You don't watch Shadowhunters? Oh, fuck. You're right. It's not. Oh, Hulu. But it could have been all the like CW, like Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow. And yeah. Do you think that Hulu tracks what you look up on IMDb? I have no idea. That's a really interesting question. We're going to do some, a little bit of digging, digging on that one, but could not recommend it enough. What a fun show. Escapism to the extreme. Hot British man playing the devil causes a lot of chaos and it's so great. I dig it. It's so great. Okay. What about your podcast? My podcast. This uh, is what I listen to when I um, am like anxious, but I still need to fall asleep because I have a flight in the morning or Mm. back in December when I had a flight in the morning Um, or now when I go to bed afraid. Um, It's called The Adventure Zone. Uh, If you've heard of the McElroy brothers, you've probably heard of it. Um, It's a a D&D podcast, but they have several different campaigns and and use a couple different um, games. So I think their first campaign is straight up like Dungeons and Dragons. And then they play around a little bit with some other game structures that I think are fine. But I definitely recommend the ones that are Dungeons and Dragons oriented because it's full fantasy world. There's a lot of comedy elements. They're very long episodes, which Mm -hmm. I think makes it easy like this podcast, if you want to like kind of tune out halfway through and just have like the noise wash over you and then tune back in later, you're not going to miss anything like crucial. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, and I think it's just nice. So, and then they, they have episodes going back to like 2017. So there's plenty to listen to, lots of hours. And it's a family, like three sons and their dad, like, and I believe that they record remotely. Like, I don't think they're oh, all in the same room when they do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it shows that it is still possible to connect with your loved ones, even when you can't be physically present. 
I love that. That is great. Mm-hmm. Mine is, and I've talked about this before, how did this get made? The movie podcast mm. where they make fun of bad movies. And it's nice because they have such a like backlog of episodes that you can specifically pull out movies that you've watched and or enjoyed, not necessarily both. Their Fast and Furious episodes are hilarious. Their Vampire Academy episode is hilarious. Um, it's just like an hour and a half to two hours of joy. And my favorite segment that they do is um, called Second Opinion. And after they've been shit-talking a movie for, you know, an hour, they go and read five-star Amazon reviews for these garbage fire movies. <laughs> it's like the opposite of, like, the National Parks reviews yeah. is because, like, National Parks are, like, five stars. But then uh-huh. there's some one-star reviews from people who obviously don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. This is the opposite. It's mm-hmm. five-star reviews for people who loved a movie that most people don't. Yeah. Which I identify with a little bit. But yeah. I, I mean, are- like... <laughs> That's kind of the name of the game on this podcast. <laughs> it's true. And now I have multiple coworkers who have li- listened. Um, so that's 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 fun. It's fun for me. Love it. Um, okay, the last thing I want to say before we wrap um, is, and remember how the Jonas Brothers didn't originally sing the year 3000? You told me this the other day, and I had like a meltdown. <laughs> Because that's my favorite Jonas Brothers song. It's so fun. It's like, been to the year 3000. And then it talks about your great, great, great granddaughter. And like, it's just so fun and weird. Like, why would you write a song about that? It wasn't even their song. It wasn't their song. It wasn't their song. But it's back when they were with Sony and they wanted them to be like a pop punk band. But they just Mm -hmm. like weren't. And then Sony dropped them. So they covered the song of this random British band that happened to be Sophie Turner's favorite band. (laughs) Sophie Turner, now married to the hot Jonas. And that's why Joe. she hated the Jonas Brothers. Wow. I have to say I love that story. It's a really good that's story. That's extremely cute. Just, uh, just wanted to share because it kind of blew both of our minds um, and a little more visibly. Um, Can we... Is there a way to find that song? I think so. Probably. I'd have to... I think it's... I think they're called Busted. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Year 3000, busted. We'll listen to that while we pack up. And I'm going to, honestly, I'm going to have that as our outro music. I'm going to edit it Yes! I love it. So that'll, that'll, uh, you know, be on the rise as we we traditionally clink our glasses. Yeah. Anything, anything else to share today? Just, uh, you know, listeners, we love you. If you listen to this podcast, it's probably because you're one of our friends and we care about you so much and we Mm -hmm. hope that you stay safe, your family stays safe. Um, We know it's going to be really hard, so. Absolutely. And we have quite the backlog. We'll entertain you. Yeah. So there's that. Um, And we have a really, really fun April surprise coming for you. We're going to make it fun. So take care of each other. And yourselves. We love you. Bye. Cheers. Bye.
to the future in the flux thing and i saw everything boy bands and another one and another one and another one triple a women swim around town totally naked we drove around in a time machine like the one in the film i see yeah yeah he said i've been to the year 3000 not much has changed not much has changed Great, great, great granddaughter is pretty fine.